Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. I'm going to have to learn to look to my right rather than my left today. But to my left is our special (laughs) guest for this evening, Mr. Will Power. Hello there. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Big fan of this show. Hi, guys. Oh, Um, thank you, man. Especially Super Quiz Cup 2. Yeah, yeah. You were on that one. That was was, yeah. So we're going with a new... We had to do this set up last minute. It's a bit of mayhem, but I think it's going to work, boys. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Today, we are doing the WWF Invasion 2001. Good choice, Classic. Yeah, um, there's a weird story behind this one. I was in the locker room talking with Jack Voltage, and Jack Voltage said that... I goes, oh, yeah, I was born in 2001. And I looked and went, you're as old as the invasion angle. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, the invasion angle has always had a sort of weird place in my heart. I I look back on it and I think, was it as bad as we all remembered? Or were there some good from it? And that's what I really wanted to go and revisit this pay-per-view. See, did it have potential? Was it actually not all that bad? Yeah. I think we can work this podcast at. really quick and go, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> when you have, was it Mike Awesome, the first invader attacking Rhino backstage? Oh. Was it Lance Storm? I think it was Lance Storm in Canada. Lance Storm in Canada. And then yeah. it was Mike Awesome on that stage. You're attacking like, Perry Satin. Yeah, it was it. If Perry Satin falls, the whole operation crumbles. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, let, peace be to you, Moppy. Peace be to you. <laughs> oh, poor Moppy. <laughs> so, it was the 22nd of July, 2001, live on pay-per-view uh, at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, ah, the capital good. of pro wrestling. <laughs> 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 hey, Dougie jokes. Three dads sit around the table yeah. with jokes about kids' TV. Um, I, I said, I'm absolutely convinced I watched this live. I was 15, I worked out. This ah. was- this but was can on you remember? Channel 4. Yeah. Yeah. On, on Channel, Channel 4? 4, yeah. Ah, okay, interesting. I remember watching this because I was doing a shift working for Direct Pizza in Ashford and I was very <laughs> ill and I was riding my moped home trying not to throw up in my crash helmet. <laughs> so I was riding. Easy. Home. Wow. And I got home, I was like, I feel really ill. Completely you know, forgot Invasion was on and sat there and was like, Invasion's on. And despite feeling ill, I was like, Well, I bought this pizza home. I might as well. <laughs> in, my, in my bed, it's like, I feel really ill. Ooh, margarita. <laughs> How about yourself, Will? Uh, I think I was at school at the time. Um, I had a paper round as well. So I remember getting up really early the next day, watching a bit. I taped it because I wasn't allowed to stay up and watch it because yeah. of school. And then I, um, yeah, I remember watching it the next day. Uh, and it was the first because I, I came to wrestling a little bit late. I didn't really watch it as a child, but I watched it in my like, early teens. And it's the first time in wrestling as well. I remember things not being great. <laughs> Two, 2000, yeah, yeah, I get 2000 that. was my absolute yeah, sure. favorite year for professional wrestling. Okay. I love the year 2000. Almost every pay-per-view is great. Which um, WrestleMania was that, 2000? Although, weird enough, the WrestleMania that year oh, that was, was bad. 2000, That's was too, it? That yeah. was terrible. Triple H won the main event. Yeah. yeah. But Backlash, the do-over WrestleMania that was on a month <laughs> later, phenomenal pay-per-view. Um, yeah, and then I remember watching... This was the first time I remember watching WWE and thinking... This isn't very good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting time <laughs> period. And in as wrestling fans, like I'm assuming we were all around the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we've all talked enough that we understand where what we know, what we don't know, yeah. and stuff. Which we know everything pretty much because <laughs> we're sound <laughs> wrestling nerds, you know. But um, it, it got to the point where you were like, "Oh, what if Goldberg and Austin came together? What if you know DDP and think of a WF equivalent to DDP? Someone." The Rock. Uh, the Rock. You know what the I mean? Take, yeah. And they never quite managed to do any of the stuff we wanted to happen, even though what they, they do had everyone. What if they do versus Taz? Hang on, that was ECW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, well, it was a tricky one because a uh, bit of backstory you guys probably know, but 
the top WCW guys were signed to Time Warner, not to WCW. So if you're, say, Kevin Nash, you're looking at, well, I can either sit at home for a few months and be paid. Like millions. Yeah. Or I can take a smaller wage, go on the road again, and work for the WWE. Safe in the knowledge that when my contract with WCW is up, I can just sign for the WWE anyway. So. But the thing is, it is you... I do have sympathy for the WWE in that regards. They couldn't really get those top talents over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you look at one of the guys like, you know, a Buff Bagwell, a DDP, that go, no, no, it's all right, I'll come to work. And then this is how yeah, you're exactly. booked and treated and well, such. Yeah, I do wonder if the WWE ran out the clock, if they could have had a compelling invasion angle and have it last longer than three months, which is what it lasted, yeah. I think. They could have ran out the time on those contracts and then brought in... Because it's funny, the invasion angle ends and they've said, well, we can't get the top guys. The night after the invasion angle ends, here's Ric Flair, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. WCW. It's (laughs) so surreal how stuff like that happens. Good thing that he bet on a winner, Ric Flair, when he bought his 50% shares (laughs) in the company. And that's what led to the draft as well. How is that where it all came from? I kind of remember. It all kind of blares into one at this time for me. Yeah, it um, it, it wasn't great. All right. So our commentators for this evening are the odd couple combination of Jim Ross and Michael Cole. Oh, that's because oh, Heyman, Heyman had gone back into being on-air character. Because we've just come off Paul Heyman and Jim Ross together, which is one of Phenomenal my favourite combinations. Commentary team. Yeah, yeah. Absolute brilliant. They were so funny. And not only that, a few weeks later, I think the WWE realised their mistake and went and brought Heyman back to commentary. His first line on the mic was, well, the commentary sure suck without me. He's <laughs> <laughs> just the best. Yes, it had. <laughs> so, Owe, what do you think of this commentary team together? Like, Dog shit. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? It's not you have to swear. Oh, yeah. yeah you can say oh, what good. the fuck you want. It's great. <laughs> um, it was... Chuffing hell. <laughs> <laughs> Two-faced commentators never works. No. No. Well, no, no. Two play-by-play guys doesn't and really not work. Two right? WWE commentators. Yeah. Well, that's because they realise that's for the cross brand. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh god, yeah, the WCW commentary team. Who was that? That was, that was Scott Anderson. Hudson and oh, Anderson. Cr- oh, that was bad. That was for the uh, Buff Bagwell, <laughs> Booker wow. T. Oh well, okay. Well, we're going to put headsets down at the end of this Monday Night Raw. It's going to be WCW Nitro. <laughs> let's see if Buff Bagwell could. Oh, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> oh, let's not put him in the wellness test. Didn't he? And this is one of my favourite like backstage stories ever. He got he got kind of he fell out of favour because he had an injury. Well, fair enough, people get injured. But he had his mum yeah, ring in, in. And like, like you're at school and say, yeah. oh, Buff can't come in today. He's got Judy Bagwell. <laughs> just the best. But the other thing that he fell foul of was that he faked injury the second night on SmackDown when the APA were going to smash him through a table and beat the crap out of him. Right. And then, I'd do that. <laughs> and yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. And Bagwell was like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Don't do it. I'm hurt. So he didn't get absolutely annihilated when the SmackDown boys all ran down. Yeah. And oh. then he got backstage like, well, I think that went really well. Mm. And American fu- males, American <laughs> males, and he had that fight with Shane. He had a fight with Shane Helms as well. This, yeah, he was yeah. only there two weeks. He did, yeah, it was their training <laughs> center thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, let's talk about the quick story of how this kind of led to. So Vince, Vince has bought WCW, and well, then, has he? But Shane has come along at the last second and stolen it from under Vince's nose on the last ever night show. Like I remember this story and being a hyped as fuck for it. Panama City, what a yeah. lovely venue. Ring on the beach. The weird thing was WCW at the time seemed to be turning things around slightly. Um, mm. Their last pay per view before they went under wasn't actually that badly reviewed. It that got was quite greed. Wasn't greed, it? yeah. It got yeah. fairly good reviews, and people at the end of the year were calling. Some people were even saying that was a pay per view of the year, two thousand one. You say that we've done a few WCW <laughs> shows, two thousand one. I can't say they were enjoyable. Nah. What do you say? The least. What do you want to say about that triple cage? <laughs> oh my lord, that was two thousand. 
Well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that far away from this show, let's be fair. Like, we're talking like a year afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's another weird thing as well, because this, this must be the only time in wrestling history where there was just WWE. Yeah. Ring of Honor and TNA aren't there yet. ECW's gone under. WCW's gone under. They uh, were the only game in town. The indies aren't like they are CZ now. CZ Dub. CZ yeah. Dub. <laughs> <laughs> an XPW. God, yeah, yeah. XB, that's the one I meant to chant. Wow, look at you. Have you guys reviewed them <laughs> yeah. yet? No, we haven't done XPW You're yet. Allowed, you'd, have to, well, you'd have to do this at night, wouldn't you, after the water <laughs> show? <but laughs> well, look the forward to your XPW review. <laughs> the wrestling company owned by a porn company. Like, do you oh, know that? That's yeah. a real thing. That's the owned XPW. Do you not know where Matt gets his money from? <laughs> <laughs> so, Vince owns WCW, but Shane technically owns WCW, right? Steph and Heyman, the ECW thing. Can anyone explain to me Steph. why Stephanie owns ECW? Because she had to get involved. We had to have another McMahon there. Yeah, the McMahons yeah. had to why run everything. Why doesn't Linda <laughs> own one of them? Is what I want to know. <laughs> because she's the impartial adjudicator. And also, we saw how great oh, she was at WrestleMania it. 2000 in Mick Foley's corner. Great zombie Linda. Fantastic. Yeah, the she, best. She did play a zombified sort of catatonic patient very well. Oh, she did it great. She I just... always say, play to your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to uh, make that. I was like, I'll yeah. let you. <laughs> so uh, we've got this coalition of WCW and ECW versus the WWF is what it's broken down to. The Alliance? Yeah. How they got there, I'm not quite sure. but Well, they had to call it the Alliance because Paul Heyman basically said, of course you can use the ECW name. Of course you can use the ECW name. And then loads of credits started phoning up going, hang on, that's ours. Ah, yeah, okay. That's how it turned into the, in the Alliance. But ah. weirdly enough, the purchase of WCW was, I think it was something like, it was only like 22 million. I, I, think I think the the amount of money they've made off the licensing of WCW characters, which they got all the rights to, and the money they probably made off the videotape library alone, twenty two well, million dollars a steal. I heard yeah. it. I heard it was five. Yeah, five million. Obviously, Bischoff's like time one got up was this huge line item, but the twenty two also included advertising. Oh, I see. On the uh, on the Turner Network as well, so they got their yeah. five million for WCW, and then they had their segments of advertising over the few years. And as you said. WWE Network, okay, right, we've got the back catalogue of all the Nitros, all the WCW pay-per-views. Yeah. Two months, right, I paid that. Well, I had some advert on my phone come up the other day telling me I could play some WWE mobile game as six-pack. Ooh, <laughs> amazing. Like, all the six-pack fans, you probably <laughs> downloaded that as a result. <laughs> What's that his WCW name? Yeah, it was, yeah. I'm sure it's his WCW name. Or yeah, six yeah. Pack or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, it's all good. So we get a World War II-style opening video package. Yeah. WF, just the best <laughs> video package team in existence ever. Even at this time, you're watching it, it's like, fuck, I'm hyped for this show. And I, <laughs> I know it's bad going in because I remember watching it, but just the quality of the production the level. Only thing is, like, this pay per view also, let's not forget, happened just a few months before 9 11. Yeah. Oh, fair I point. I kind of watch that and think, oh, wonder if they regretted that. <laughs> like, Almost as much as mm. they regretted Muhammad Hassan. Yeah. Yeah. That happened after. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the good thing about this as well is even when they had all the clips of Freddie Blassie, yeah. stand up! And then the worst thing of that is then Kurt going, come on, guys! <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this kind of hot Attitude Era crowd as we cut into the audience. This Is is this the last show of the Attitude Era? Nah, X7. I was counting X7, X7 seven as the end. The well, because they, they cocked it up. Oh, yeah. what's this turn for heel? Uh, Two-man power trip. The heel turn was Hold on, your mic's gone. Let me just quickly sort that out for you. So, two-man power trip, following on from the invasion angle. I try talking into it; it might work. Yeah, is it here? Can you hear me? No. And now, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's a bit crackly. Uh, where do I sit here? How about? <laughs> <laughs> Not that, it's good. There you go. That's good. 
That it? Can you hear me? No. Nope. <laughs> this is, if you're watching live, this is quality. Yeah. I, I keep, I, again, keep looking to my left. I'm like, oh no. Any sign language? Like. Murder? One, two, one, two. There we go. Yeah, I'm yeah. back. We are back. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So you were saying, two man power trip. Yeah, it was. They said, right, how do we turn Austin heel? I know, we're having beat up announcers like JR and hit Lita with a chair. But they forget that's how Austin became popular in the first place. Yeah. Beating up announcers. <laughs> yeah, and just sure. not giving a fuck and just attacking anyone. Um, then they tried to do the wimpy Austin route where he would like play guitars. And as a professional wimpy wrestler, <laughs> I'm always fond of that. But um, We need to get you a little hat. Yes. <laughs> and that was that was some good stuff. The Kurt, the Kurt Angle, Vince... Austin stuff. There was some really funny stuff there, but yeah. he never quite. That you could tell, and the fans wanted to cheer him, yeah. and weren't comfortable with booing him, yeah, no matter I mean, what he did or however hard he pushed the heel character. And he worked really hard, but the fans just wanted to cheer him. But at this stage, coming out of the two-man power trip, I think when they ran this invasion angle, how different would have this been had Triple H not been injured? Jericho yeah. definitely would have been on Team WWE. They would have had him turn and defect to WCW definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Would Austin have been the saviour or would they used it to let... Because obviously, Rock's gone at this stage as well. <laughs> Sorry, there's usually a chair there to lean on. <laughs> I went to lean on it. It's not there anymore. And I was like, what the fuck? That's really weird. Ghost chair. Uh, yeah, for sure. So the big note I have here is that like Booker T is primed to be like a top superstar. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's weeks away from being absolutely buried by Triple H. Ex- yeah. As soon as Triple H comes back, it's like they go into that storyline and... That conversation. Remember yeah. this promo? The one going into X8. You're the type of person that shouldn't be in this <laughs> position. And you're like, oh, yeah. what do you mean by that, Triple H? You know, it's like. Aged well. No, and definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, one of the cool things about this show for me is this amazing entrance ramp they've got. The yeah. big V shaped thing, because I vividly remember someone almost falling down it. Uh, yep. At least Yeah. That's part of a spot. So. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I love the idea of the two separate entrance ramps, like the the bad guys and yeah. the good guys and such. I just love pay per view, and that's something that's kind of miss, you know, missing in the modern product. Staging and such, you know, proper sets. Yeah, yeah, like sure. You, when you get the new game, you go through all the venues and you try and unlock them. It's something that's kind of missing now. I remember the backlash, the swinging yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, well. sure, yeah, yeah. Classic stuff. Even with TLC, when you had all the ladders and the chairs hanging yeah. down the streets. I, mean, I said that's the thing that. I know it costs all the money. They're trying to save as much money as they can for when they choose to ever sell up or, you know, fox drop them. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a bit of money. But even Mania this year, I've got an LED ramp. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even an LED ramp. It was like pleather. It's fucking ugly as shit. It's just a big <laughs> screen. Horrible. And a big screen. Their tiniest woman wrestler on the roster just <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So JR welcomes us and tells us the attendance is 17,964 people. That's a hell of a big crowd. Well, yeah. that's the thing. This pay-per-view did really well. Um, mm. I think it's. Pr- I think it was the best performing pay-per-view that wasn't one of the big four. So not I mean, Summer this is the first thing with WCW and WF and even the ECW yeah. guys there. So so it's there a big deal for wrestling fans. Enormous potential to make money here. And yeah. Enormous potential to to have something that the fans would be invested in. And they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> even when you look at the, the opening logo where you've got like the, the Vince Shane face oh, merge. Yeah. yeah. Like, everything they did about it, I said the entrance ramp, the promo, the, the opening the video. covers the same thing as yeah. well. The two faces yeah. blending into one. I've got I'll to fix it. the mic, sorry. If you're doing a t-shirt, you and him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, it's, it's a license to print money. <laughs> Speaking of which, buy our shirts on Amazon.co.uk or Amazon.com. They are fifteen. £15 or $20 shipped directly to you from Amazon, not even from us. Um, we don't need to iron stuff onto our t-shirts. We pay people to do it for us. <laughs> Hang on. Triple H said something once. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. my favourite thing in the ECW DVD where you found out all the merch yeah. bookings <laughs> was just being done by the ECW locker room. I love like. it. Right, so the crowd start, the crowd going fucking mental and yeah. Storm and Awesome come out. Uh, Storm goes, if I can be serious for a minute. And you're like, oh, you're the best ever. Yeah. They immediately get interrupted by Edge and Christian, which leads to our first match of the night of Lance Storm, Mike Horson versus Christian and the King of the Ring, Edge. With Christian at that time basically being jealous, so carrying the trophy everywhere he goes. I was like, yes. I Good storyline. Good fun. I love a slow burn storyline. And Christian turning on Edge happened over a course of months yeah and it, when it finally happened it was so well done um it's one like i said there were good things in the invasion angle and i do think the edge christian feud was one of them yeah it allowed christian to really come out of his shell as a singles competitor as well before they moved on to the un-americans after that as well um yeah and you said that it's something they don't get today i don't know if it's partly because of the modern wrestling fan wanting everything now yeah you're unlikely to get like a seven month build from something start to finish and it was it was so well executed as well and when christian finally did and everything made sense as well that's why i and it was you kind of knew it was coming but you never knew when it was going to actually happen (laughs) and that's the thing they never seem to get and a lot of wrestling fans get predictability is fine if it makes yeah if if it makes anticipation that's it um, I like wrestling. I fucking hate technology, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a few issues today on the pod, but don't worry. It's all going well. Right. So, <laughs> so I guess... Going well. So, if you love wrestling and you hate technology, what are your feelings on Max Moon? Back from it a little bit. <laughs> Max Moon. <laughs> Most techno. Don't, don't question me on Conan. He's the yeah. boy on this podcast. <laughs> right. Let's quickly run through it. So, Christian gets beat down by the heels. Christian does a back body drop to the off from the top rope to awesome. I'm like, oh, that looks fucking painful. No. Dude, that big taking a back body drop yeah. off the tippity nope. top. Like, Jesus no. Christ. Hot tag to Edge. Uh, some messy shenanigans. Awesome tries to give Edge a Liger star running awesome bomb. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Christian spears awesome. Christian doing the spears, not Edge doing yeah, the spear yeah. this time. Uh, Edge falls down onto Mike Awesome, pins him for the one, two, three, and our winners are Edge and Christian. It one, was one nil if you ignore Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. Uh, what happened on Sunday Night Heat? I missed Charbo that. won. Oh, okay. So I didn't watch it. I guess it's really Scotty too hotty, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Was there only one match? Yeah. So, so they're already starting to get pre showy and get down to one match rather than the four or five that we were looking at yeah. in 98, was it? Yeah. Mm. This is Shame. an interesting match because I've you always think of Edge and Christian as a heel tag team. So seeing them work face uh, mm. and seeing how good they are in that role uh, is really good to see. Lance Storm is incredible. Yeah. Massively underrated talent. Just look at how many people on the books now were trained by him or have spent some time in his school. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's one of those things if I didn't have the, you know, if I'd have come to wrestling earlier, I'd have definitely tried to get out to Canada. Yeah, yeah, sure. Storm Wrestling Academy. One of the things I've always thought about Lance Storm that's underrated is his mic skill. Oh, yeah. He's fucking amazing. Like yeah. He gets talked about this boring guy in the WF gimmick later into his career there. Like, they're yeah. like, oh, he's so boring and stuff. But that gimmick works for him so brilliantly. He Yeah, he, he had so much going for him. Um, you know, 
he was great in ECW. He was even good in. He managed to shine in 2000 WCW. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> sure. What the rare people to? Yeah, um, the whole Canada team and thing and everything. It wasn't yeah. Team Canada. That's TNA, isn't it? Yeah. The Mike like, Awesome know. thing was interesting as well because he seemed to come in with a lot of a lot of push behind him. Like he won the hardcore title. <laughs> yeah, and also he's been you through a what, hell of a time period in WCW. Yeah. But then a time warp. <laughs> <laughs> Then the push stopped, and the rumor at the time was he worked a match with, and I don't know if it's true, but he worked a match with The Undertaker, mm. and Taker went back to say, he said, oh, he doesn't know how to work. Um, He's a big, stiff old boy, is Mike Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's very Japanese. I mean, Mike Awesome was I'm just going to hit you clearly, and it'll look good. You know, clearly, Awesome can work. Awesome is a phenomenal yeah. worker. Yeah. And, and he saved um, one of um, ICP's lives. He oh, did. God, Shaggy yeah. Too Dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there might be an element of jealousy, maybe, in that he's very Taker-esque, in that he's got the size and the athleticism that Taker yeah. had. You know? I mean, again, this Who is knows? a rumour. Yeah. But... Anyway, so we jump backstage. Vince is very, very happy because they won the first match. Commissioner Regal and Vince together. I mean... Gold. They're just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, brilliant. Gold. All right. Uh, so at this point, they announced the next match. Uh, and so, uh, wait, hang on. Oh, yeah. So I went to take a screen cap of this match to put on Twitter because obviously, you know, it's kind of important. I noticed <laughs> the match graphic. There is a website listed that says WWF WCW Invasion.com. Still yeah. active. I immediately went to see if I could buy this domain. Unfortunately, a podcast got there before us. No! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to Monday After Mania Wrestling Podcast because they stole it from us. I was going to be like, this would be the best thing ever. If we could be like, did you, you go to WWF WCW Invasion.com? <laughs> you can find us. I could be wrong, but I think WWF.com was down around this time, at least in the UK. Because of the lawsuit with the World Wildlife Fund. Oh, really? Okay. Because I remember I had to go to WCW.com, weirdly enough, to get all like the WWF news. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. Odd time. So I used to spend so much time on WWF.com. Oh, me too. Like, before the internet was good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, just <laughs> constantly searching their website, looking at results and all sorts of bullshit, you know? Bios. Diva yeah. section. I mean, what? Oh, <laughs> 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 <The Rock> uh, jazz. <laughs> the Rock had a website called The Smackdown Hotel. And oh, really? it was themed like a hotel. <laughs> and there's all these flash animations that made it look like a hotel. <laughs> oh, so but good. With, like, loads of balls everywhere and... <laughs> really good. <laughs> like... All right, so the next match is Earl Hebner versus nick patrick and if you don't know those names those are two referees and this looked like british indie wrestling in the mid 2000s <laughs> it really did i have seen tra trainees who are like a few sessions in and i shouldn't read that because i'm a trainee myself but have their first match and it'd be better than this you know <laughs> <laughs> i respectfully disagree with yeah. that comment. <laughs> i mean earl hebner's punches are better than shane's still but like, you oh, know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but this is Whoa, this is something special, boys. The thing is, though, you can tell how the roster must have been lacking where Vince goes, what else should we have on our card? Oh, could we have... No, don't worry about bringing in uh, Buff Bagwell. Leave him over there. We've got Kinda. Nick Patrick. It, I think it's more Vince going, what's the f most freak show shit we can possibly do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get the referees to wrestle! It's also The other thing as well is part of this storyline was, oh, all the WCW refs have been, and all the WWE referees are pure and true, and we'll yeah, yeah. gladly... Yeah, oh, Hebner's there! <laughs> yeah! 
You screwed Brett, you know, like yeah. and sold merch out the back of his car while he got fired. <laughs> that too, yeah, true. He's wrestling's top seller. <laughs> Best at selling. So we get an absolutely giant <laughs> pop for our special guest referee, who is Mick Foley for this match for some fucking He's reason. <laughs> How is he, he impartial? A, he wrote a book where, for several chap, a great book where, for several chapters, he compl- he runs WCW <laughs> down. He does. He's an ECW for not long. It's like and, a cup of coffee, really. Yeah. But he's in, he's impartial. Um, Mick, I like. I like how he's also drawn his own referee outfit. That's some top level (laughs) shirt making action. I like how he's got all the logos (laughs) on his shirt, even though he's blatantly biased. But I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. So uh, WCW refs have huge heat as they come out. There's (laughs) booze. Like, did we all watch this on the network? Yeah. 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 Okay. I tried to find the original broadcast of it, but I couldn't. So I don't know how much of this was canned, but it didn't feel canned. No, I remember at the time they were... And I also remember the time... the refs. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I thought to myself, it was like... WCW refs work out. WW, w, sorry, WCW refs work out. WC, because they're big boys. Nick well, Patrick just, is trained. 100%. The irony is, is if you did this match now, it'd be really good because all the WWE refs are ex wrestlers. Yeah, or like, <laughs> former yeah. talent. Drake Younger just killing yeah. people and stuff <laughs> like that'd be amazing. <laughs> so um, WCW refs have all this heat. WWE refs get a really decent pop when they come out, but there's twice as many of them, and I'm like, how is this fair? Yeah. There's like four WCW, like eight WWF guys. Contracts. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them still signed to AOL. Yeah, so they didn't come across. <laughs> Did you notice how the ref stealing heat from the two referees in the match was a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Just a weird sentence I thought I could throw into this podcast somewhere. You'll never say again. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, because Mick is stealing all the heat from these two guys. But to be fair, they give it their they give it their all. Like this match gets really fun. A A for effort. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean I still can't last that long in the ring. My cardio is not as good as Nick Patrick. Just get through the finish. So there's a low blow by Nick Patrick. He throws Ebner to the outside. The WCW refs all jump Earl Hebner directly in front of the WWF refs. Who are like, yeah. hey, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> so they then jump the, the, all those guys as well. Foley just throws out the WCW refs, even though everyone was involved in yeah. the brawl. Watching time, less people to throw out. Uh, fucking biased referee say, bullshit. This is. There's no one fairer than Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Nice impression. So Patrick and Hebner back in the ring. Hebner leaps with all his might and gives Patrick a forearm to the chest. Hebner rolls up Nick Patrick for the one, two, three. I say rolls up. Yeah. Kind of fell onto him as he also, threw the strike. Don't rip off. I mean, Roman Reigns has ripped off that Superman punch <laughs> for ages now. Yeah. And Hebner hits it better. Hebner's got a bit more yeah. steeze on it, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. So the winner of the match is Earl Hebner. Um... Nick Patrick gets in the face of Mick Foley post-match. Mr. Socko to Nick Patrick. Five-star match. Fucking brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. 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 You'd think that they must have refereed thousands of matches. Yeah. Thought at least by osmosis or something, <laughs> they'd be better at wrestling. <laughs> Almost no. no Pepsi mask come out my nose. Good job. <laughs> yeah. oh, just, it, was, it was hard. At the time, it got really slated. In yeah. The only source I had for any sort of inside wrestling information power slam power slam, yeah. power slam. Yeah. um but yeah the the match was not good this was not great if only we could have got the observer out here you yeah. know i probably look, could have but i look forward well, to power it at some slam point was in retrospect was, yeah i think finley martin got the observer and then rewrote it <laughs> <laughs> just copied and pasted it. <laughs> nothing wrong with that in professional wrestling blog writing and now fighting spirit is closing and we have nothing yeah that's true man yeah i mean there's so much information like this online though still it's yeah. so easily accessible, like magazines. Um, it's a dying medium, it's unfortunately. Sad, yeah. yeah. 
So, tough. do we want to talk about this match anymore? Like, nope. I think we've got it. Nah. Re- <laughs> yeah. Referees wrestling at the biggest invasion angle pay-per-view. This I didn't hate it. I loved it. I thought it was funny. This counts towards the score. Yeah, 2-0 to yeah. WWE. 2-0 to WWE at this like point. Oh, the referees are going to do some nonsense and then we'll have a we'll go back to the no this counts towards the score. back in the day i'd expect vince mcmahon to go oh the women's match doesn't count but the referees does <laughs> maybe so like with the Funny stipulations enough, do something even more disrespectful to women oh on this god yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there a stipulation of like if wf score more victories they win something i think they win the bragging rights no it that, that, that was it the whole point. idea of this Oh no, because it went Survivor Series when it's whoever won would be yeah. out of business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is pretty much battle for supremacy. So this is like step two of a three-part story, really, because the first part is like Vince and Shane and what yeah. preview yeah. of this. And there's this, and it leads into the, the Survivor Series stuff yeah. where they finalise it, isn't it? Yeah. So we're in the middle of a story, really. Uh, it's kind of so we get a tough enough preview here where there are some stripper bar and like someone's buying someone a lap dance and Maven's oh. getting all upset and it's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> with this show? First. The original series of Tough Enough were, were a great watch because they were about people learning to wrestle. It's and great. Was that this? Really yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know the, the, the trailer doesn't quite give that impression, but you would actually watch people learning to wrestle. Whereas the every time they've tried to relaunch it, it's like, well, if you want to be a wrestler, <laughs> let's see you outrun some attack dogs. <laughs> sure, let's see sure. you swim in this river. You know, it's like... What are you trying to say about Steve Austin's <laughs> version of Tough Enough? <laughs> this is not oh. the Matt Capitelli one, is it? No, that no, was serious... No, no. Three. Uh, this was one. This was Maven. Bob Holly just Josh assaulting Matthews, people in the ring and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. No, was Nowinski one or two? This was Nowinski. Yeah. yeah. Um, Taz. I think Taz, Al Snow, and Jacqueline were the trainers. I think yeah. Luke Gallows is this the one where his no, trousers fell down? One. Yeah, Gallows auditioned for Million Dollar Tough okay. Enough. Yeah. We need to watch some of these in the pod at some point. Oh, I mean, Million Dollar Tough Enough is just like one big, big show on the network, which oh. is that the Daniel Puder. Uh, Kurt Angle issue. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The ROS tried to follow <laughs> up with. Didn't work. So anyway, so DDP steals Deborah video package and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't remember him stealing her. I remember the whole thing with Sarah, like Undertaker's wife. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the whole thing with Deborah. He puts her in the fucking boot of his car. Are we going to discuss off. that angle now or later? When, I have when, some... when we get to the match, I, I think notes. we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a huge street fight. Austin chases DDP in a limo, in a limo. <laughs> like, this is just the weirdest scenario yeah, yeah it's really strange the thing that really suffered after WCW bought out was limo companies yeah. <laughs> because none of the wrestling promotions started using them again nah. I mean that was a trope of WCW that no one arrived on time so they yeah, could yeah. show them arriving backstage <laughs> in every single segment anyway so Deborah and Taker's ex-wife now uh, doing acting backstage um, she, um, oh Taker's wife calls Taker Mark and yeah. I'm like Kayfay bitch like, oh, no, no, that, was a, that was a common theme at this time she would often refer to him as Mark because he's not dead he's a biker now yeah. <sighs> Mark the under I'm disappointed Taker. by this very disappointed this by is, this he was a very sort of human character yeah. at this point he has a wife yeah <laughs> true true <laughs> And like, um, maybe a controversial statement. I hate the American badass character I with think, a passion. I think it's one of those things. Sometimes I think nostalgia tends to make people think things were better than they actually are. Yeah. That could be a good tagline for your podcast. It's <laughs> 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 kind well, of what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but this version <laughs> like, spoil our memories. Yeah. The, <laughs> I remember when I was when I was young when he came in as the American badass. Well, right. So he's this take no prisoners redneck. Using you a shit limp biscuit Steve song. Austin. Steve <laughs> Austin is that gimmick. Yeah, so now yeah, the yeah, Undertaker is sure, basically yeah. like a vague Steve Austin knockoff. 
Mm. No, I was not a fan of the American Badass. But it did give JL the opportunity to come up with the most random name for a time. Yeah. Oh, it's old Booger Red. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought he was talking about Kane. <laughs> but I was like, oh, no. Like, no oh, idea. he's so tough. He- I, I think, like... <laughs> Booger he, means like he's a big, angry, redneck bastard sort of thing. As opposed to my first time, it's like Booger Red. Yeah, <laughs> Does he punch someone in the nose? <laughs> Are they bleeding? And he's got red hair and red beard and stuff because he hasn't dyed it for this yeah. character, which is dumb as fuck. But like you know, don't don't be gingerous. He's got no case. soul tax. <laughs> but it did also then allow Chuck Palumbo to occasionally ride a motorbike to the ring after he, they were like, "Oh shit, we've got these like twenty bikes in the lockup," and Palumbo's like, "I'll ride them." <laughs> So, the APA don't like them WCW boys. They took their jobs. Uh, about 15 WF guys beat up Palumbo and Hare, but are somehow still the faces. Yeah, yeah. because they're invading. Logic. They're pretty boys. Palumbo and Hare jumped the APA WWF New York to get the revenge. So, this is a champs versus champs, but no gold on the line match. No, we need to save that. So, it's a non-title WWF Tag Team Champions versus WCW Tag Team Champions match. Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare versus the APA of Bradshaw and Farouk. Well, Sean O'Hare could have been something really good, couldn't he? Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, Mm. but you go back, you'd be bored in geography, double geography, you'd be bored, (laughs) go to the back of your homework diary, you'd start planning out your dream WCW WWF pay-per-view. What would it be like? And after Undertaker Sting, (laughs) and just before Bill Goldberg, Steve Austin sandwiched in there, would be Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare versus the Acolytes. Oh. Fuck yeah, buddy, I'm in. <laughs> no, no, no. I respect for disagree because at the time of WCW, Palumbo and O'Hare were the up-and-comers. They were like the new big boy tag yeah, team. They were yeah. pushing mm. the same... Because, oh, you know, after Chronic had disappeared, and like, what are they going to do with Chronic? I think uh, we were being Chronic, told no, they Chronic were... Chronic were part of the invasion angle. Oh, God, they were because we're Stevie Richards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> one man. I think you're right in that they, we were being told that they were meant to be the new big up-and-comers. But in reality, they were they were falling into the trope of every person I hated for the next 10 years or so. White vanilla dudes with shitty tattoos. Like, they are those people. At least they avoided Mark Jindrak I being mean, an evolution. Add him to the list, you know what I mean? Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H, like Edge. You can add them this all to this the list. This is thing as well. WWE, WWF, at the time... It's a bit like now, talent-wise, they had an absolute embarrassment of riches because they had all the the top, all the cream of WCW. They had everyone. They had all the cream of ECW. Yeah. Uh, they had in OVW at the time. There's this class that's got like Cena, Batista, Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar waiting to come up. And yeah, sure. Make the, They've got all the talent in the world at this point, <coughs> and yet the product on screen was not as good as it could be. It's not great. They uh, they lost Vic Russo, so that might change. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously the problem, yeah. you know. Less baseball bats now. <laughs> and low blows. And low blows, yeah. Although oh. we did get in the ref match, so... Yes. For God's sake. So Scott Steiner... Uh, oh, I wish. This, uh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> told this amazing story about Palumbo and Bradshaw backstage. Have you ever heard this? No. So Bradshaw used to kind of bully people and stuff, being a dick or whatever, as I think we all have very yeah. well established at this point. And he tried to basically fuck with Palumbo and stiffen him in the ring. Palumbo came backstage and went, I gave you my body out there. You abused that. Let's go outside <laughs> in front of the whole locker room. Yeah. Apparently Bradshaw very publicly and very openly went, oh, no, that's okay. Thank you very much. I took a back seat. Like, what a fucking little pussy. Just before Joey Styles knocked him out. Yeah, yeah sure. They should have brought him in this match. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's who they should have brought in on commentary. Yeah. They should have had Joey Styles and JR. Um, Michael Schiavone as well? Tony Schiavone? 
No, no, he was busy. WCW. Come on, dude. No, we don't. We don't acknowledge WCW actually having people. We go for <laughs> ECW and claim they were. Yeah. All can there. you imagine like Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and um, <laughs> Joey Styles all trying to do play-by-play at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my style's better. No, my style's well, that's better. That's the weird thing. With the show. Michael Cole is the play-by-play, and Jr. is color commentator. Yeah. And that just does not work. It's the wrong way around, yeah. yeah. Even though Michael Cole will be terrible as a colour commentator, I want JR doing the bulk of the work, please. Yeah. Especially this time. He was yeah. so good at this time. And now at least he's paving the way for Excalibur to take over as good play-by-play in the future. Yeah, for sure. Like, Jim Ross is not too bad with AEW. You watch the AEW shows? Uh, I've wa- I watched the one that was on BT. Okay, cool. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So that particular one, the uh, All In two, All In. Was it yeah. Double or Nothing? No, no it was double, double or Nothing was the Double or Nothing. One, I thought yeah. JR was brilliant. Yeah, he did a good job. He's been less brilliant on the other shows, but Excalibur is obviously going to start to become the guy eventually. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't think it's a bad thing. They've got JR sitting there on the mic at the moment. It's like, good name, familiar voice, great for AEW. Yeah, adds credibility to whatever cool. you're trying to do. I thought he was good on World of Sport as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> me less so, but it's fine. On Boxing Day. Yeah. So Teddy Long is referee. No <laughs> Teddy Long is referee in this match, and he talks way too much because he's like seven minutes now, boys. <laughs> like regularly counting I'm down. I'm gonna the make match. this a tag team match. <laughs> Can he do that, Joey? <laughs> he's literally talking them through the match and be like, oh, oh, maybe slow down a bit, boys. <laughs> like, because uh, for me, uh, this is a hoss match beyond belief. Everyone is pretty stiff and worrying about their own egos too much. Uh, there's basically a massive clothesline from hell by JBL to Palumbo for the finish. That seemed... Because I'd, I'd heard he broke his jaw with that. Right. At the time. Yeah. And looking at the clothesline, it did seem to be... It's very up, up. Yeah, it was across the yeah. face. Yeah. I don't know if that was Palumbo turned into it wrong, because Palumbo was turning into it. Right. But, yeah, there seemed to be something very off with that clothesline. It, it kind of came a bit out of nowhere as well. Yeah. A bit like JBL just kind of went, fuck this, I'm ending this, let's do it. You know? Did you not just hear Teddy Long it? shout out, go home? <laughs> Because you've heard well. it for the whole match. <laughs> he may have. Who knows? So the APA win the match. Uh, this is just not for me. Basically, I didn't enjoy this at all. Nah. But this is, this is the whole idea of the story. Oh, my God. Look at the unassailable odds for WCW. They're 3-0 down. Yeah, yeah. sure. Anyway, so Vince and Jericho backstage doing another segment. Uh, Jericho craps on WCW and puts over ECW. <laughs> and you're like, hang on, this is not <laughs> what you're meant to be doing. Uh, then rips on Paul Heyman, calls him Fatty McFat and stuff like this. Uh, Vince's reactions are just priceless because Jericho's talking for an extended amount of time. And Vince is like, oh, oh, yeah, as he's talking. Uh, it's just the best. And did, little did he know that 18 years later, he'd screw him over. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, for sure. Uh, Vince even called the two companies ECW and WCW (laughs) taking the piss. (laughs) The wrestling. Yeah, like there's definitely uh, one company that's in their favor a little bit. And one company that they fucking detest in WCW. Well, one was on the payroll. Yeah, true. (laughs) In terms of kayfabe. Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, they might get good, but we don't want them here. So let's send them down to ECW. Paul Heyman will take them for a while. But Paul, I need you to use this really terrible But it's really totally illogical in terms of kayfabe. They should hate ECW as much as they hate WCW, but they just don't. Like Better merch sellers. <laughs> well, I don't even remember. Also, um, Ryan, I think it was Rhino, Just Incredible, Tajiri, and... Um, God damn, Michael. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Yeah. They were actually signed to ECW months uh, WWE months before they actually yeah. appeared on screen. I think it was like a loan deal, and they they were yeah. sort of like they're allowed to appear on ECW, but it's all like, talent, like I think it allowed them the chance to sign them in contracts. Yeah. But it's a case of loads. You said like Justin Credible, you've got three months left, but we want him so WCW don't snag him. Yeah, kind of thing. 
And again, you know, the talent that the ECW boys brought across outside of RVD, yeah, Just Incredible was big there, Taz was big there, but you could never ever see any of those guys getting a break in WWE. Well, what's weird is no ECW world champion ever went on to hold a top title. Uh, no, because RVD was TV title, wasn't yeah. it? Until he won the ECW title well, there. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you look at how many Ring of Honor world champions have gone on to hold the major title. Yeah, it's, true. It's complete like disparity there. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's it. I'm trying to think of anyone might have held it, but no, that's it. Nah. Nobody. ECW people have held big belts. Hmm. Not many. RVD is the only one that held the world belt. But, yeah. that, but he didn't win it in ECW before he went over and no. won it in the E. That's no. a very good point. I did not know that. There you go. Love a stat. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is true. Yeah, yeah. True. I'm running through like everyone thinking, what about Sid? Sid, Sid won belt, didn't he? never held the ECW world title. I say he didn't, did no. he? No, he never and actually won he was it. a world champion before. That's a fair point, yeah. Anyway, so, sorry, we're having a few yeah. microphone issues. Talking to your mic for me? One, two. Yeah, it's much yep. better. You can be about that close now, because I fixed it for you. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, so we cut to podcast storyline main eventer Billy Kidman backstage with Shane O'Mac, Steph, and from out of nowhere, a wild Paul Heyman appears. Uh, Kidman's wrestling expert is basically what this boils down to. <laughs> Kidman's pre-promo is fucking terrible. I feel a bit out my depth here because i understand this is the world's foremost billy kidman discussion podcast oh we're right up there <laughs> for sure having dedicated three whole episodes oh yeah we the reason why he was trending on twitter a couple of weeks ago people found the trilogy to his yeah including the lost episode <laughs> <coughs> the one i had to sit and recap by myself uh, lost it yeah. twice i think <laughs> so we've got a wcw cruiserweight champion versus wwf light heavyweight champion non-title match i think yeah, yeah non-title yeah. again um, Good thing they bought that belt out of retirement quickly. So, oh shit, they've got a cruiserweight team. Uh, <laughs> who's got the belt? S.A. Rios or Gilberg? Get it off and put it on X Park. So we've got Billy Kidman versus X Park. Okay, X Park gets serious heat. To be fair, when he comes out, like he gets booed like crazy. This was where the first term of X Park yeah. started, wasn't and it? Because I think that's it the was thing. Because yeah, of this. No, <laughs> goddamn <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Oh gosh. This is huge levels of horrifically bad. Like, how could you not boo some prick that comes out of that? Like, well, I think they, they let Edge a month later or so completely rip into that song on their TV show. So you can he? tell, okay. yeah, yeah, he he absolutely he said like, oh, no one's gonna, wa- I'm gonna beat Xbox tonight, but no one's gonna watch the match because the minute that song starts playing, <laughs> they're gonna tune out. <coughs> And I think that's a sign when something's bad, when even on the WWE product, you're allowed to say it's bad. <laughs> but, but what a faction that was. Xbox, Albert, and Just Incredible, the X Factor. This is the sad thing about this. Cole goes on to explain immediately that Just Incredible has left the X Factor. Oh. So it's now just X Pack and Albert <laughs> that are left. They're like, oh, you poor bastards. You've lost Just Incredible. You've lost Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, didn't old Matt Bloom do well going out of that? Oh, for sure. Like, he did. He went to Japan. Got the IC had- belt. Yeah. That's yeah. The, why? Let's get onto that when we get to it. Yeah. But okay. So there's a power bomb X Factor reversal by Kidman. I thought it was fucking incredible. Uh, Kidman no, no, up- just incredible, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Kidman up top, a pack catches him in an X Factor, only gets a two. And I'm like, hang on, you just dove off the top rope and into his finisher. Surely that's got to be three, right? Uh, well, we're three nil down. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Pack goes for a Bronco Buster. Kidman clearly counters this by low blowing him in the bollocks with both well- feet. Can there's, he do that, Joey? There's a refereeing disparity there because you could argue that 
X Park ran into the low blow. Ball to hand. <laughs> yeah. You're running along, and I stick I my think... foot into your bollocks. I'm pretty sure you'd no, be annoyed. I strictly... I you in the ball. You could argue has a low blow has to be intentional. Nonsense. And... Bollocks. No. You're talking bollocks. Where's... Have you not read the WWE <laughs> referee rule book? <laughs> So uh, the ref, like, oi, ref, come on, seriously, this is bullshit. But anyway, shooting star press, one, two, three, Billy Kidman gets the first WCW. That's what I've seen tonight, I think so. Yeah, yeah. true, true, true. Um, so again, it's non title. This is kind of like a work rate match of the night so far up until this point. First yeah. to face WCW guy as well. I thought X Puck was really fucking good. He's always been really good. What's this X Puck heat thing? It never well, made sense to me. The only thing I would say is if you look at X Puck make his entrance, he's doing the crotch chop. He's thrown up the. He's not. His character never really moved on from DX. Yeah. Like he, DX have now been not really been a thing for like two years. Yeah. He's still crotch chopping. He's still doing the, the sort of DX poses. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that sometimes <laughs> hindered his character slightly. But like I said, he's a phenomenal worker, and in this match, he's he's really great in his role as sort of the heel of this match, which is odd because all the other guys got cheered. Other yeah. other than RVD, where there was a mixed crowd later on. There was a weird sort of factory reset with the invasion angle where it was just, right, all the WWE guys are now faces. Yeah. Like, all these heels you yeah. brought in for months, it you starts, can like them now. It starts to become a real problem as this card goes on. Yeah. Where you start to get like really weird convoluted storytelling and mm. it's, it's this is the kind of the beginnings of it almost where... Unlike uh, now where everyone is a heel or a face. Yeah. Who cares by their merch, you know? Like... <laughs> I, Sorry, I'm a bit of a cynic sometimes. It's fine, it's fine. Based yeah, on their yeah. merch, whoever's designed WWE merch needs to get like a new job because like my daughter can design better merch than that. <laughs> There's yeah. bad ones out there, yeah. I the wa- man's man. Come on. <laughs> I was in a Survivor Series match uh, a week early, so I watched a load of old Survivor Series, and they had the WWE painted jean jackets. Oh, yeah. Oh, they oh. Were good. I'll take one of those. I, Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'd have gladly have bought any of those, man. They look good. <laughs> so DDP backstage with Shane, Steph, and Heyman. Talky, talky, shouty, shouty. It is what it is. Uh, Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson backstage. Now, <laughs> I, oh God, I yeah, just have a list of words. <laughs> That's all it is here, okay? So voluptuous, from here to here, none at all, private showing. Stace, you do have a firm ass. <laughs> Let's just all move along, shall we? Well, I expected this segment to end with the screen going a bit blurry, some sort of dreamy music playing, and then they cut back from it. Sorry, then they cut to Vince McMahon in a writer's room asleep, and then waking up, (laughs) 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 and that was all just a dream he had. God, because yeah, this is like that segment was like written by like a fourteen-year-old boy. It's (laughs) full exploitation. (laughs) Women do not speak to each other like that. Wait, they don't. (laughs) Wow, your ass is firm. I mean, we do all the time at the old unit. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the fact everyone really puts into it. Wow, your ass is firm. Firm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cringe. Okay, which leads to let's not be disrespectful. Mm. Maybe she did have a firm bottom. I'm sure it was lovely. (laughs) Because at the moment, we're making it sound like you know kayfabe's dead, and it's like oh, saggy little bum. So, which leads us into Raven versus William Regal. Saggy little bum leads (laughs) into Raven. (laughs) So, Raven looking like the shittiest Snoop Dogg impersonator I've ever seen in my life when he comes out. One of his best looks. (laughs) This is not a prime Raven. (laughs) This is not prime Raven at all. (laughs) This is almost Raven like when Bishop was like, if anyone doesn't want to be here, there's the door. See you later. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if you've ever had mates that are addicts. 
but like when you see X Park <laughs> and then Raven coming out in these weird kind of like gimmicks, you're like, oh, that's an addict like talking in, and working. And in fairness to Raven, at this time he'd been pitching lots of things to do, including like the the, um, the Seven Deadly Sins with a few that he would end up feuding with The Undertaker. And apparently after the first <laughs> week, Vince McMahon saw the promo and was like, I really like that. Mm. Let's run with this. Let's run with this. Let's finish off what you're doing on Heat and then we'll bring this up onto the main roster. And then they basically did this and went, uh, who? Who are you? And I, <laughs> I was like, we spoke about this last week. And Vince's like, I don't... Who? I remember... Aren't you Johnny Polo? <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a time where Raven started wearing black trunks. Yeah. And like they sort of try to rebrand him. Oh, he's a serious straight pro wrestler now and he's not like he's not doing the grunge gimmick anymore yeah. and then nah. and then he went to TNA very early TNA was basically carried by Raven and AJ Styles and yeah. Christopher Daniels really TNA Raven was brilliant yeah really good you say brilliant so uh, <laughs> Regal does what Regal does really well there's no one like him yeah he's completely unique to me like mm. half British half strong style half oh, don't forget he's a southpaw don't forget he's a southpaw mate he's the best like there's no one like him. I I mean, he's in my all-time top five, but I must admit, this match, I don't think they quite clicked. <laughs> With good reason, because <laughs> this whole thing makes like no sense like at all. Cause, yeah. Right, so they're both heels, but both kind of adored heels. One works for a face stable or faction or whatever. The other one works for the the less of the hated of the two heel stables like this story Draw me a makes diagram yeah no <laughs> sense like how are you meant to create an interesting match from this like what do you do it's like well we've got five spots to do <laughs> let's yeah. just do those and yeah. get the fuck out of it shall we because this match makes no sense man this explains why you had a referee match yeah maybe yeah. There's a few boring chants that break out that are still not edited off the network. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Uh, malfunction oh, in the corner. Raven flops to the outside. Now, good stairs! <laughs> Taz appears suddenly. Runs out. Give Riesel a Tazplex. It's like, I, I felt uncomfortable calling this a Tazplex. Didn't look like how I remember Taz Have giving suplexes. The, the Taz controversy. I, I oh, was this uh, someone used Dijakovic the... asking on Twitter openly saying hi Taz just not even like in a DM hi Taz is it alright if I use the uh... Custer Hudge to me yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah and then basically he was like this isn't how you do it in a public forum but apparently they've now done it over behind closed doors and he can use it is that okay. what all these jokes have been about I've seen so yeah. many things referencing this was it who was it that did it to Dijakovic um, ah. who, what was his name in, um, in Ring of Honor Donovan Dijakovic yeah yeah. yeah, that name must be, yeah? Yeah. Okay, because he's WF guy now, isn't he? Yeah. WE, whatever, yeah. He's in NXT, and yeah, so basically uh, openly just at, at Taz on Because Twitter. I can think of at least four <laughs> or five people that use that move already. It's just a rear naked choke. I think he was well, just... Well, not only that, Taz didn't invent it. It's a judo hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the whole idea... You should be tweeting Master Kano. <laughs> <laughs> the but rapper Joe... or the Mortal Kombat yeah. character. <laughs> Joe literally uses that move as his finish. Yeah. No, that's the Kikina clutch. It's the same fucking thing. He used to call it the Kata I remember when Taz debuted <laughs> on the playground, you'd just be standing there and before, next thing you know, someone had just Taz mission. <laughs> <laughs> that finisher was over. He yeah. did, it tax went to school without wrestling fans, apparently, because we've had this conversation before. This oh. never happened at your school, was it? No. My school was all over the place. Like, no. Ash was just wrestling void, yeah. apparently. I mean, in fairness, know? I think with the time sort of the, the heyday of wrestling was me was like coming out of in, and going into secondary school. And when my brother decided to, you know, ruin my school life with his life choices. <laughs> <laughs> A reoccurring theme on this pod, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, <laughs> don't walk into an eleven-year-old boy's <laughs> common room and go, "Hi, everybody. I'm Tex Williams' brother, and I'm gay." <laughs> he 
said I'll, tax really. <laughs> kept yeah. the kayfabe at least. You know? <laughs> I had to keep it kayfabe. You don't yeah. understand that name, but in a few years... <laughs> Hang on, didn't, didn't you just call him Tex William? Yeah. No! Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so Taz runs out, does the Tazplex, blah, 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 blah. Raven back in. Raven effect. Oh, Raven effect. DDT. God, it's the even flow, for fuck's sake. One, two, three. Raven wins. Uh, Raven's facials in the ring are hilarious and brilliant, but the match is like, eh, it's illogical. I think what would have been better would have been Taz versus Regal. Yeah. I just think their styles would have gelled better. And Raven versus Tajiri. Who's Taz wrestling later? Tajiri. Yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense. But Raven wouldn't take the defeat. Nah, yeah. that's maybe not. It. Whereas, and that's all he was doing was taking defeats at this point. <laughs> well, even, even they like picked on it on commentary. Like Taz yeah. could have had a great career as a broadcaster, but he's thrown that all away. Little shit. <laughs> he's a terrible. And then he went on to have a good career. Well, a respectable career as a broadcaster. He was there a long time. I and used to love him as the ECW commentator when he came on with uh, Jerry Styles, the yeah. first pay per view and stuff. Right? Because that was after. He, that's when he was injured. Because you know he'd yeah. broken his neck. That's the one. Sure. Where Paul paid him and paid him for every day of his. Injury. <laughs> okay. Put the ECW DVD. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't remember the specifics of this. Yeah, apparently is that a Heyman, real thing or is yeah, it a joke apparently Heyman paid him every oh. single every single day. It's rare for Paul, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, nice to see someone that, that's because Taz kept on sending off the merch. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was paying yeah. for his own stamps. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Vince backstage with Kane Undertaker and Undertaker's wife at the time. Uh, I have to phrase this carefully every time I mention it. So Vince doing motivational speaking. Uh, Taker grabs Vince by the neck after Vince goes on about DDP's voyeur. And shouts out, hire a younger version of my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's about to. Uh, And uh, I'll marry the younger version of my wife. Well, that's the thing as well. If the rumor is to be believed, oh, Mike Awesome can't work. None of these WCW guys can work. Can you put my wife on TV, please? (laughs) Yeah. Does she have any talent? No. She's got tits. <laughs> no. She's my wife. Put her on TV. She's blonde. Oh. I need to explain okay. I need to explain the neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Taker puts over that he's gonna do wrestling good later or something. Anyway, so uh, next up we have got uh Alright, so Next up, it's like, who's left over in the locker room? All right, put them in a six-man and send them out. So we've got a six-man tag team match of the one Billy Gunn, oh. the big show, and the WWF Intercontinental <laughs> Champion... <laughs> Albert. That's two copyright hits on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine. Uh, Versus Chris Canyon, Hugh Morris, or Morris. I never know how to pronounce it. Morris. The pun's terrible. It's the worst. If you have to explain it or change how you pronounce it, it's not a pun. Huge erection. And Sean Stasiak. Talk about vanilla big guys with shitty tattoos. (laughs) Like, well, I've always enjoyed meat's work. I mean, the yeah. second he hits the ring, the yeah, yes, like, me, yeah. me, 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 <laughs> and yes, wanking off to video games <laughs> back in the day. Good job. I've never compared Meathead to Sean Stasiak. No. Now every time some people in Scott calling him Meat, I'm going to expect him now we start wearing pink trunks. I think, yeah, Meat. That's the one colour I think he hasn't done yet. Yeah. So Billy Gunn's awesome 80s hair metal entrance theme is just the best thing oh, ever. I wish he'd kept it, but it's a shame. Um, Billy Gunn, when he won the King of the Ring, when it didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, as soon as this match starts, I'm just like, oh, I sense a shitstorm in the horizon <laughs> coming over the hills. Because <laughs> these are six dudes I just don't give a fuck about. Like, Canyon, I massive, I've got loads of time for Canyon. I oh, think he was yeah. tremendously underrated. My first finishing move I used, because I, I was trying to think, right, I need, I need something unique. And I remembered, oh, Canyon and Nova. They just used to invent moves for fun back then. Sure. So I just went to a canyon's best move videos i stole this flapjack thing he used to do i think i used it once um but yeah i've got a lot of time for chris canyon i think it's a real shame what happened to him yeah uh, getting sure. serious for a moment the way he was treated it's 
it's one of those things that's kind of swept under the rug a bit now, but yeah, yeah, it's sure. a re- really tragic. So, but he was a really good worker back in WCW. So big and athletic, yeah. good looking, can talk. Well, kind Took of. that huge bump. Yeah, for sure. Oh, gosh. Always yeah. their company guy, Chris yeah. Canyon. Yeah, sure. Um, so Hugh Morris and Albert are calling spots like they're shouting across a car park at each other. Good thing um, that they're both the NXT trainers. <laughs> Indeed. Well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I remember when, um, when I started training at SCPW. The week I started training was the week, I think, the week all that Hugh Morris stuff came out. Oh, really? So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll give wrestling a go. And Ooh. I looked at <laughs> Hugh Morris's training practices. And I was like, oh, do I want to go? Do I want to? Well, if anyone tries to make me eat a donut out of their ass, <laughs> I'm just going to walk out. Wait, do you say Hugh Morris or Edler? I mean, well, that's what he's doing. And then. <laughs> they weren't young enough for Edler. The irony is, I met Matt, who Allegedly. is the opposite cunt. of that. There's yeah. none of that sort no. of bullying stuff at all. Yeah, that's such a legend, man. Yeah. Like, it's been so cool. Um, I was going to say, yeah, the reason I decided to never train to be a pro wrestler up until, yeah, um, <laughs> was hearing an Alex Shane interview about the guy that trained him in yeah. wherever it was. Oh, gosh, what was his name? Yeah. Mm. On, was it on... Andre, some Andre, Andre Baker, Bar- Barker, Barker Baker, yeah, yeah. Baker. yeah. <laughs> like I got to know Alex Shane, I'd be like, I bet that Andre Barker guy wasn't that bad. Baker wasn't that bad, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. First wrestling show I ever went to, he was in the main event. Nice. Yeah. Was he good? Um, he was. He was. It was him, John Ryan in a tag versus Tank. Nice. I don't remember him. Yeah. He's he now wrestles in Wales, I think, as Big Dog. Okay. And a guy I'm close friends with on Twitter now, uh, Danny Garnell. Oh yeah! Who at the time was He's just hilarious. A little, he was just a little kid. He was like Matt Terry size, nice. and he was wrestling in like the clothes he probably was wearing down the skate park. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and yeah, first wrestling show, Hammerlock Wrestling. I used to be. Oh, ter- we all love <laughs> Hammerlock Wrestling, don't <laughs> oh, we? For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to be terrified of John Ryan, yeah. right? Because he's a scary dude. I used to see him like brutalize people like <laughs> wrestling shows and such. I once walked into Wagamama's and he was sitting in the corner in Canterbury <laughs> with like a lovely looking lady, yeah. just having like a really nice romantic meal. I'd be like, I'm just going to leave you alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go over and say hello. They I better saw... not get his Nagimi Yakutori wrong. <laughs> I saw him at, a, and this is a real early 2000s throwback. I saw him at a Polyphonic Spree gig. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Wow. Look at that. Just hanging out. Peace and love at the Polyphonic Spree. Amazing. <laughs> John Ryan, really? <laughs> Holy shit. I think it was it. was probably so, in Polyphonic Spree. Could have been, yeah. This match I is. Been. <laughs> <laughs> this match is basically a clusterfuck of big boys doing a power match. Uh, Billy Gunn goes to give Humorous his. Um, humorous? Whatever. His Humorous? <laughs> his Cobra Clutch <laughs> Slam thing. Stasiak in to give Billy Gunn a reverse DDT. Stasiak and Huge Morris flop about. Blah, 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 blah. They both try and pin um, Billy Gunn at the same time. It's really weird. Oh, Stasiak really fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah, and then Stasek eventually goes, oh, I better get out of the way so you can actually pin him. Like, this, this so awkward. For the one, two, three, and the winners, the WCW contingent of Canyon, Morris, and Stasiak. But the WF boys have to get their heat back immediately because Billy, they all attack him and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but in fairness, you could tell they were all both, they were all livid about Stasiak trying to pin him. Yeah, for sure. And then you see the alley-oop quite... I Absolutely. love the alley oop. Oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's Especially really bad. when Big Show calls it alley oop, <laughs> and the crowd goes dead. Right, we are going long already. If you need to go at self six, let's okay. get to the next yeah. one. So Tajiri versus Taz. We get some poofy pyro weighing in at two hundred and forty-eight pounds. It's Taz, and you're like, "Fuck off, is he two hundred and fifty pounds?" <laughs> Put rocks in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that bin man outfit on. It's yeah. <laughs> like, again, they found it. Like, they found it in yeah. Duke Dumpster Stadrosi's box. That's it. This is not Prime Raven at the time. It was not Prime Taz. At no. <laughs> like this is 
bad. Um, so I've just written here, this music for Tajiri is incredibly racist. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. ding, 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 ding. It's like, oh, it's just so bad. Um, the fans... One of my all-time... Sorry, I know it's going on. It's fine, it's fine. All-time favourite WWE moments ever was Tajiri was in a segment with William Regal and he kept bowing to him. And Regal goes, stop it, you're behaving like a stereotype. We won't have stereotypes here in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> thought, cut, and then it well cuts done, to a lady. Sir. So good. So <laughs> cuts good. to a lady scene. Well, William Regal that. was just a massive yeah. stereotype. <laughs> so the finish of this match comes where Taz does an Alabama slam. And you're like, what the fuck has happened to you, man? But then Tim White somehow gets distracted by Taz uh, wanting to pick Tajiri up off the mat. Green missed by Tajiri, buzzsaw kick, or as Michael Cole calls it, a kick to the face <laughs> for the one, two, He's not three. Wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. One, two, three, and your winner is Tajiri. Don't mock play by play commentators who don't know the names of the moves. You <laughs> <laughs> kicked him in the face. <laughs> Fucking great. So Jeff Hardy backstage, stretching in the hallway because he's not allowed in the locker room anymore. <laughs> uh, Matt's there as well. They talk, but raw wild RVD appears and smashes Matt over the back with the chair, setting up our next match, which is the WWF Hardcore Title match of Jeff Hardy, our current champion, against the he's meant to be a heel, but everyone's cheering him, Rob Van Dam. I like, oh, man, damn. I like the little backstage thing after like he took down Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy's really bad. It was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's acting is not great at this time. No, it's his music. Uh, he was really fucking high, though, so he's probably had a great time <laughs> from his words, you know, but... So, um, blah, blah, blah. I noticed at this point that Fink is doing the introductions for these matches. Yeah. I was like, he wasn't around at this time, was he? Fink? How are Fink? He's always there. Yeah. I swear for a while he kind of wasn't, then he came back just to no, do these shows. But... I think he's the longest standing employee. Man, he's just, his voice is incredible yeah, doing these yeah. introductions. Really, really good. Um, so again, this match is now a face versus face, but one is in, one face is in the face faction and the other is more liked of the two heel stables. I think Van Damme was a heel at this time. Point. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to be, but everyone just loved him. He's doing the cocky yeah. ECW thing, but everyone's <laughs> just like, he's really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he came in with so much momentum behind him as well. Like, if there's yeah. any guy outside WF or WCW that we were all wanting to be there, it was Rob Van Dam. Well, weirdly, the talk was always that he was going to go to WCW because yeah. he was quite good friends, I think, with Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And there was the rumor was that when ECW went under, he would go and be a big part of Bischoff's WCW. Right. Uh, because they he worked in WCW originally a little bit as Robbie V. Robbie V with yeah. no no shoes on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in your face, Matt Riddle. <laughs> so RVD takes a sunset flip powerbomb from the hardest part of the ring to the floor. Yeah. And like, oh, my lungs is like exploded watching this happen. Uh, Van Damenea through the hole in the V shape of the entranceway. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that was fucking brilliant. And, and Jeff Hardy doing this. <laughs> <laughs> at this point i think jeff bladed as well and they're like yeah yeah okay fair enough you know it didn't unnecessary but although he may not have, because i remember around this time yeah van damme was busting people open left right and center <laughs> he himself like... admitted to being quite stiff yeah. you know so there we go so uh, one of the ugliest german suplexes i've ever seen mm-hmm. where harley just straight dumps rvd on his head and neck proper concertina at him oh, it's absolutely brutal jeff crashes and burns on the swanton RVD up for the five-star frog splash and new um, blah, hardcore champion um, RVD. I can talk. What? Don't forget he did the five-star frog splash onto the hardcore belt on oh, Jeff Hardy. That's what I've written here. It's very confusing reading my notes about <laughs> hardcore belt. He won the hardcore belt onto the hardcore belt. But yeah, so yeah, 
I, right. This is a class. This I love this match. This is like yeah. one of my all-time favorite. It's an. I had a friend a few years ago. He like he. What happened to him? Yeah, I had a friend. <laughs> he hooked, Show off. He hooked up with this woman whose kids were into wrestling, and he wanted to get into his wife. He said, oh, can you list me some matches to watch? And I did. I set, recommended this one. It's yeah. one of my all-time favorites. Interesting. It's such a good way of putting... Jeff is a perfect opponent for Van Damme. Yeah. It puts him up... There's very few success stories from the invasion angle, but Rob Van Damme is one of them. Around mm, this time, he was yeah. so over. They could have. This was been the time to put the top belt on him because he was during the invasion angle. He was so incredible. A couple yeah. of months down the line, there's this the face off of him and Austin, wasn't it? Yeah, th- he's put into the main event for the world title, and the storyline reason why is because everyone loves him. Yeah, and like that's when you know you're over. When like, yeah, <laughs> they sure. just going to acknowledge that. But yeah, he was an absolutely in- this because I kind of knew about Van Damme because I had been into ECW yep. um, through tape traders and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but none of my friends had, and it's like when you've know this incredible yeah. band and you just can't wait for them to <laughs> arrive on the radio. Yeah, sure, man. And yeah, he, this was a re- this was the probably, I think my match of the night. He did not match. disappoint. Like JR agrees yeah. with you. He says, uh, I don't know how many stars you want to score this at home. One of the finest matches I've seen in a long, long time. Overslow my replays of this match, which is the first time they've done this all night, and I think even Vince sitting backstage going, "Get the slow mos ready, like yeah. this is gonna be have it." This is money. Resign Jeff Hardy. What yeah. about the other guy? Who <laughs> has to be match of the night? Yeah, easy yeah. hands yeah, down. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, the thing is, I guess the only criticism about Van Dam that a lot of people have is it's the same match, which I'm yeah. not knocking because you know, play your hits if you know what works, works. <laughs> but. Ric Flair, you know. These, this Nitro is a Man, crowd Hulk Hogan. really <laughs> seeing Rob Van Dam for the first time because before this he hadn't had many matches on WWE TV. So yeah, it's, yeah. it was only when they did the um, ECW the Invasion, Monday Invasion, Night, Monday Monday Night, Night stuff. Yeah. So our next yeah. match is our bra and panties tag oh, team match <laughs> of the WWF team of Lita and Trish Stratus <laughs> versus the WCW team of Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. This has a video package, unbelievably. <laughs> well, if you are going to fraternise with your ladies' boyfriends, yeah. bitch gonna get some shade. <laughs> well played. Thanks. I've written kissy kissy sluttiness involving all four women and the Hardy Boys. So it's my daughter bit- was created. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Lots of bum shaking and booby wobbling. Uh, Mick Foley's back as the ref. Yeah. <laughs> What? Play, Why? Because we've got the impartial referee out for this match, apparently. Is yeah. that what we're doing? Yeah. I think he was backstage going, um, hit my music? Like, why? Just hit my music. <laughs> Just walked out as the ref, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so silly. So, um, Tori and Stacey both have literal 90s porn music as their entrance theme. Uh, Cole points out that it's the first time that they've ever been a tag team bra and panties match. <laughs> I like he says that, like, it's a big achievement for humankind. <laughs> like, so weird. Some people want to call that WrestleMania main event, yeah. but Michael Carr <laughs> wants to carry the first ever tag team bra and panties match. <laughs> so Trish comes out and she hasn't got that music that I know of. It's Again, it's like 90s porn music yeah. still, because she's a woman, of course. But what follows is a technical masterpiece of the level of Macho Man and Steamboat five-star match, yeah? Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> I liked... I've only got one note for this, match. I've got two notes. One is nice cutoff. I think mm. that's referring to, like, a cutoff. Like a Her trousers. <laughs> Her trousers, <laughs> yeah. But who knows? And the other one is, I'm glad Trish used a roll-up. Because I think she does a really nice roll-up. I'm like, hey, a proper wrestling move. A bit of... Oh, and now she's using it to pull her trousers off. Yeah, I mean, 15-year-old <laughs> me was happily watching this, like, fapping away, probably. You know, let's be honest. I, I like this match for me was, 
Lita being a stand- fantastic catch post. She's like the murder clown of women's wrestling yeah. to stop Trish falling through the V. For sure. Like, as they're walking <laughs> back, she almost threw, falls through the entranceway. Yeah. Lita could have like, crumbled, oh, but no, so she close. stood strong. She's a firm vertical base. So good. So WCW ECT, ECW team backstage do lots of shouting and looking at each other. Vince Austin and Deborah backstage. Austin don't need no motivational speech. Uh, he's about to whip somebody's ass. Um, because that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold says so. Um, Cole says, up next, the future of sports entertainment is at stake. And I'm like, is it? Is it? Isn't that like a couple of months down the line? Yeah. If it is, then your TV show in the USA Network tomorrow or TNT at the time isn't going to be great. <laughs> so get the video package for is our main event of the evening. Uh, tonight's main event of the evening. There you go. Uh, Shane bought WCW from under Vince. WCW people appear on WF television. ECW guys in the WF roster all jump to Team Coalition or Alliance or whatever. Uh, Steph now owns own ECW for no fucking reason at all. Vince needs Austin to lead Team WWF. Because I need the old Stone Cold. Exactly. Because as we established earlier, he's into this kind of silly, gimmicky, guitar-playing Austin kind of weird comedy character almost. You know? um, yeah? It's yeah, this time? Was yeah. that about yeah. to happen? No, that was it. Okay. Yeah. So the old school hell raising Austin is what Vince puts it. Lots of ours versus them speeches. Uh, even Freddie Blassie comes down and gives a little speech as you mentioned. Uh, Saturn and Moppy are also there. Um, and they, the, this whole video package ends up with Heyman going death to the WWF. That's more of a Vince. He was right though. Because yeah, they had to change sure. their name a little. <laughs> so, yes. so tonight's main event and main event has the worst name for a gimmick match ever. Because it's almost impossible to say. The inaugural brawl. It's like, oh, whoever came up with that went. That's yeah. a fucking great name, isn't it? But it doesn't really make Inaug- sense for this inaugural. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. really inaugural it really or a brawl. So the inaugural brawl. Yeah, of Team WWF, of lots of people versus <laughs> the ECW <laughs> WCW team of. So it's Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys. Uh, oh, versus oh, Devon and Bubba with Paul Heyman, Shane, and Stephanie versus Chris Jericho, Kane, Kurt Angle, Steve Austin as the and the Undertaker with Vince McMahon. The weirdest thing about this for me is that no one's putting over whether there's any sort of stipulation or anything going into this. It's just no one even mentions it. This is for the bragging rights or anything on commentary. No. Um, and also, let's be honest, Team W's Team Alliance. Yeah. And again, this is the overrunning problem with the Alliance, the Invasion storyline, is comprised of the Dudley boys who uh, who had been in the WWE now for two years. Uh, and also had on their team... Um, so Rhino had been there as well Rhino for a while. had been there for at least yep. a year. And I think... Well, he'd been there a f- fair few months. And I think that was the problem with the storyline. It was like, oh, it's the Hardys versus the Dudleys. And you're like, I've seen that match now quite a few times. Oh, yeah. it's different this time because one of them's ECW, one of them's WWE. And you're like... I mean, it's very obvious where the, the, all the top level guys are on. Yeah. TWF, you know? Yeah. They've got like Booker, who's really the only top, top guy they've got across. Yeah. Diamond Dallas Page is there, who's okay, but again. Weirdly enough, DDP was probably, I would argue, DDP was a bigger signing than Booker T. And then the they, gave, they gave him the, the terrible stalker gimmick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Booker also had both belts. He had the U- US, US and, and the world belts. Yeah. So he's like, in kayfabe terms, he's meant to be the guy, you know? Yeah. And then injured Austin on his first night. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Wait, had, did that happen? Yeah. So he that injured Austin the, on the first yeah. night. And that's the time where, um, oh. according to Pritchard's podcast, um, he had basically 
a phone call saying, well, you've got to tell Booker to phone Steve and offer to carry his bags to the airport. And Bruce Pritchard's like, I'm not going to tell him to carry Steve's bags. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so um, weirdly, Shane comes out first and then Steph and then Vince. You're like, yeah, they're crisscrossing entrances. Like, yeah. The Dudleys came out, then the Undertaker. It was odd. It's it's like one team at a time had to come out, and, and like, also come out as a team. Oh yeah, for we sure. Had this, we had this on Saturday. We, don't we, need we half just said an no. We, we'll entrances. come out as a team. The the crowd are not going to sit through all of us. Eight entrances. Our, yeah, yeah. Just Come out as a team for crying out loud. I can see all the WF guys <laughs> needing separate entrances because of who they are. Yeah, yeah. true. Like you kind of want it. Like hearing Chris Jericho's music with this Chris Jericho, I was like, oh my god, he's good at this time. He's yeah. he's just been the unified champ he's about to be the unified champ isn't he because they get the belt yeah, yeah. yeah. god but damn he's got a good as you mentioned few years the, ahead of him the list of the people who are in team wwe yeah would it be jericho or would it have been kane who would have been booted off if triple h been around yeah interesting yeah. but you need the brothers of destruction there but do you because you know x x factor won't tagging together yeah that's point. i thought kane was really good as well in this he kane's was, always yeah. been very good okay. mm, has he yeah, his early matches are very much take a lead in the way. And wait, are we talking Isaac Yankum early? Or are we talking <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking like his his debut, the Hell in a Cell, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like immediately, like it's, it's Taker doing I a lot. I can't of the think of a character if you if you would list like the worst storylines. About eight of them involve Kane, <laughs> and yet everyone loves him, yeah. and he's still one of the top guys. And I think that's a testament to his character and the guy playing him. But if they're so bad, they're memorable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which one I say Does about that make Casey good? Vick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She so, was hot. Jim Johnston last minute specials for nearly everyone's entrance music that isn't a WF guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a huge pop for a bunch of the guys. So Jericho, Booker, Angle all get decent pops, I thought. Like Booker was kind of a bit of a heel heat, but not really this time. Yeah, because he didn't have his pyro. The only real heel heat Booker gets is when he does Harlem. the spinner-rooney. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, odd, because nowadays everyone loves the spinner Yeah, people say they'd be <laughs> yeah. like, boo. I think it's because JL's gone about how it's Fisher-Price and stuff on commentary. Yeah. yeah. Or King did no at some pe- point. No worm. Yeah. No <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, worm invented by um, you know, Billy Robinson. <laughs> sure. In the catch days. <laughs> Him and Mel just like working yeah. out, you know. So uh, I don't know. This had a mid '90s Survivor Series sort of vibe to me, with the the two teams of five on each corner. The people you wouldn't expect to see tag with each other. That's yeah. what classic old Survivor Series stuff. The other thing as well is when Booker's making his entrance, and I wrote this down, JR says, he's no Ric Flair, he's no Sting, he's mm. got no class. And you're just mm. like, right, so you're burying the guy who has signed with you and putting over two guys who are sat at home right now wanting nothing to do with your invasion. <laughs> I feel like it's coming from Vince. Cheers. You know, it's coming <laughs> yeah. in the earpiece, you know. He's a yeah. real type. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah, Kevin Dunn. I'm always <laughs> Kevin Dunn. So, um, you think that people get big pops, but then you hear, hear a glass smash, and Austin yeah. makes his entrance, and you realise what a big pop actually is. But then That's... you realise it's Austin's later run music, the disturbed stuff, like, and then he had the one with H Block on, like the the WWE like CDs. Sometimes I get a little angry. It doesn't really matter though, because it's nah, Austin. Yeah. You're like, oh. and also these these are fans who had months of not being able to cheer cheer Austin. Yeah, and they finally get an opportunity, and yeah, the the, the ovation he got was like, like wow, the release of a gas chamber yeah. or something. And I was like, Psh, so there's a mass brawl going on as well. So the fans yeah. already have a reason to be cheering. And yeah, then, yeah. So the crowd are really into it to start with. Mm. <laughs> 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 and then the match happens, and everyone kind of. Gets a bit quiet and 
just watches these five dudes brawling in the ring. Well, that's it, because like, as, as Power said, it's a case of you're looking around going, hang on, I've seen the Dudleys go against these guys. I've seen Rhino yeah. be beaten up by Jericho. Yeah. Oh, Booker T's here. So oh, are, and didn't DDP used to ride a pink Cadillac? There are some quite fun moments, like seeing like Rhino and Austin in the ring together. Not something I thought I'd really see. Yeah. You know, so there's some kind of like first time exchanges, yeah. which is quite an exciting thing to see. But, but if you're looking at circumstances, if you're looking like, at first time, I, do I want to see Austin versus Rhino or do I want to see Austin versus Goldberg? Yeah, for sure. Of course, man. That's the thing that was all on our mind at the time. I think. Yeah. Uh, basically, I've written the match is genuinely pretty silly, but the star power kind of carries it along nicely. Yeah, the fans are into it the whole way along, but yeah. this is a skin. Everyone's just tagging in, play the hits. Yeah, and that that's what the crowd want. That's what the crowd For get. Sure. So we get um, Austin and Booker, champ versus champ. It's quite a nice moment, you know, yeah. sort of something happening. So uh, so many people on the apron, the cameras are occasionally missing spots as well because there's like four people lined up in front of the yeah. camera. <laughs> that was a problem for me production-wise, but it's not too bad. Um, brrr, the best bits all come from Austin, really. Yeah. Whenever like there's a pinfall, he breaks up and the ref admonishes him. He just goes back at the ref straight away and the whole crowd pops. He just grabs Charles Robinson by the hair. Yeah, just <laughs> drags him <laughs> fucking great <laughs> he gave no shits at this time you know um yeah so um blah, 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 very little format to the match apart from angle and uh, angle and jericho are taking a lot of the punishment as they're the smaller lads that are on the face team as you yeah. might expect angle as well very over yeah sure sure there's a weird sort of irony here which is um they had a bit of trouble getting angle completely over as a face yeah then 9-11 happened and it's like You've got an American America. Olympic hero who is basically dressed in a flag. <laughs> yeah. He became like the most over wrestler. Yeah, Bin Laden got angle yeah. over is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Diamond Cutter to Angle, as Taker has seen enough. Taker just walks in the ring, starts beating the shit out of Diamond Dallas Page yeah. for no reason at all. Can he do that, Joey? He stalked his wife. <laughs> well, there is that, well, I yeah. guess. Yeah. What yeah. was the reason he did that? What, he stalked his wife? Yeah, why? The story. Because he, he thought it was a young Michelle McCall. No, he said the reason why he did it, DDP's motivation for committing a crime, essentially, yeah. was he wanted The Undertaker to make him famous. Uh, okay. And this is, this is, again, another problem with the invasion storyline. It's like DDP was on pay per views that outdrew the WWE pay per views. Carl yeah. Malone. He was on episodes of Nitro that drew higher ratings than the episodes of Raw that The Undertaker was on at the time. You could argue that at one point DDP was as famous yeah, as The Undertaker. Sure. Yet when he's in WWE, he needs to wrestle The Undertaker it, to be a star because he's not a star. And that's, I think, a, there was a lot of ego that, can, yeah. in the booking that ruined the invasion angle for me. You can see how Vince, Steph, whoever's yeah. in control at this time are really looking at it, you know? Like, yeah. Taker too, I think, as well. I think Taker puts mm. himself in that position almost, you know? It still comes to, to today with Triple H beating Sting at Mania yeah. and things like that. It's like, yeah. They're never going to let it go difficult ones so um undertaker does the last ride power bomb to little nature poor bugger <laughs> um kevin dunn keeps cutting back to medical fella checking on austin's knee like so this is obviously a storyline point yeah. they're getting to uh devon and kane both get through a uh, chuck through two announce tables at ringside pretty much everyone is down around ringside uh cut angle fight backs against Bubba and booker t huge ref bump the finish comes as vince grabs his wwf championship belt throws it into angle shane intercepts it both him and Vince jump yep. in the ring. Shane whacks Vince over the head with the belt. Angle takes out Bubba and Booker. So Booker taps, but there is no ref at all to the ankle lock from Angle. 
Austin throws the ref in like, go, go. See, he's tapping. But then Austin then boots Angle in the head, hits the stunner. Austin drags Booker on top of Angle. Austin forces Mike Kyoto to count the pinfall for the one, two, three. Uh, so Booker why, T, Austin, why? Booker T pins Angle, so the WCW ECW Coalition win on the Austin heel turn. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. No, no. No. I remember being shocked at the time. Yeah. Especially as they put all the effort into. I need the old Stone Cold come back, be loved by the yeah. fans. Oh, you've turned your back on WWE. Oh, people are still cheering you. Yeah, I mean the amount of hate Austin put over WCW in the years previous to this, prior yeah. to this. Sorry. Well, that's the thing. They tried to be like, oh, he worked for all three companies. Like, yeah, but he hated being in one. He was yeah. only in one for three matches, and the other one made him like a global megastar. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> this not this, quite. <laughs> this was one of the first heel switches. As an impressionable 15-year-old, I went, oh, that's crap. Because it made no sense. And it just was a a plot point they needed, you know, to have a story to tell. The whole argument, as you said, like the whole story they were telling is that Austin wasn't wanting to turn back to being the old Stone Cold. He wanted to be his version of Austin. Vince McMahon's bullying him, so he's just going to go and side against him. Yeah. Oh, the invasion. Yeah. Could have been so good. It's yeah, it's um I I mean, like I said, I've sympathy for them, they couldn't get the top guys. And also I do wonder if if they'd have just done this pe- one pay per view where they put all these top matches on. Yeah. That would have meant that it would be like all your eggs in one basket, whereas like Basically, we got the invasion angle anyway, because over the next few years, Goldberg came in and we mm. got Goldberg versus The Rock. Triple H beat them all. Yeah. <laughs> then, so is it better to have all these matches on one pay-per-view or have them spread out over several years? I've often thought about this. This is really the yeah. conversation we need to have, but we're so short on time now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I know you've got to get away. I Basically, had they done it, uh, had they been able to spill this out to the contract spot and just did this as a super show at Mania in a stadium show, if you had 70,000 people for these dream matches, that would have broken every single box office record they could have ever had. Yeah. yeah. I would have done it differently. I would. Have, you know how when indie companies all use copyrighted music, right? Then they get the thing where they want to put their stuff on YouTube. They get copyrighted, but they want to. So they have to use uncopyrighted music. And then the company changes all the themes at one time, and it's kind of really awkward. You know what I mean? There's like a good like six yeah. month period where you're just like you're just not quite used to it. Okay. Yeah. The way Shikara did it when they they realized this problem is they would change one person's theme for two months, and then they would change another person's theme two months later. So they would gradually yeah. bring in all these different themes. That's how I would have done the invasion angle. I would have had one or two people come in and be pushed as stars in the WF setting, okay? And then a few months later, you have some other people come through and other people come through. And so you start to realize that there's whole faction being built underneath you. And then you can start to do the big matches by the time those contracts run out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you gradually build up the stories and create characters. You can't get 50 guys, put them on a roster and go, da-da-da, like these guys, hate these guys, do what you're told, you know? It makes no fucking sense. Although we did get Hurricane Helms out of all this. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure, yeah. (laughs) And he he was fantastic, so yeah. (laughs) I mean, if there couldn't be a clear indication of how Vince and WF are looking at this storyline, Booker T gets the pinfall, his music plays, for like 10 seconds and then, and then Austin yeah dun, 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 dun. it's Austin's music through the rest of the evening yeah but that contractual obligation would have disturbed to play that music <laughs> yeah <laughs> I felt so sorry for Booker not just here but like throughout the the, the extension of this you know it took him a long time to get to like King Booker stage what? where he becomes a top guy really DDP probably did have a Time Warner contract 
Yeah. But he sacked it in the bin to work for the WWE. He did, apparently, yeah. And then he got his Lloyds of London claim. Yeah. You got a okay, well, 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 that ends yeah. all, I suppose. But yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, now, the invasion... I, I think watching this back, I have realised that I was right. Yeah, the invasion angle wasn't great. <laughs> um, RVD versus Jeff Hardy was brilliant, though. It was, yeah. yeah. One of the best hardcore matches I think there's ever been. There's I some good matches on this show. Don't you? Like the the opening tag was fantastic. The cruiser match was very good. Yeah. Um, the like they said, the hog. The main event wasn't bad either. But and you've got to remember, we're in the middle of a story, really. Yeah. This is setting up the heels' win so that they look more dominant when we come to the point where they're ever going to win. Obviously, yeah. you know. And Vince McMahon stands on the entrance ramp and does this. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the next. I think they were like three more pay per views for the Survivor Series, and on those three, the WWE just won outright. The only people who won were like Austin, who's a WWE guy, let's be honest, and Rob Van Dam, who you just couldn't book to lose at that point. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was the real problem with it. It was just too one-sided. It's Vince playing with his toys and then chucking them out of the pram, really, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Got the milk truck, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. There's yeah. some great moments around mm-hmm. this time period, but this is, again, it's a transitional thing. You have that really strong 97, 96, 98 kind of time period. And it's okay, and then it kind of gets a bit like... And then they've never recovered. <laughs> yeah, but like around here, it is it's reasonable. It's just it doesn't quite all fit together enough for yeah. me, you know. Yeah, I don't know. What are we going to rate this? I'm going to go three cornflakes. Got a rating for this? Actually, this the show I I thought was quite good. I'd say okay. four. I'm quite a generous reviewer. Oh Jesus Christ! The th- well, the thing is, is I used to be like a really harsh, you know, proper wrestling internet wrestling nerd. Hello. <laughs> then I started learning how to actually do wrestling cool. and realised even the most simplest <laughs> of things is really hard. This is going to be a really nice backhanded compliment <laughs> to when you give a really bad rating, suggesting that you don't know what you're talking about. And now I have absolutely. I can't, I can't really criticise anyone who laces up their boots and gets That's in the ring it. because yeah. it's just like I have just respect for anyone who is able to do anything to any level. And I've never been in a ring, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this two. Yeah, like just about like <laughs> four would be like a card of Osprey five? for me. Five. Okay. Yeah. What's what? So it's out of oh, five. it's Meltzer's yeah. ratings, basically. Yeah. yeah, we try not to use that word. Oh, okay. Or the observer word either. But <laughs> you know, there are obviously other serials available outside of Complex <laughs> for yeah. sure. But yeah, I gave this a two. Like it's it's okay, but like genuinely, I, I came out of it not caring one way or the other. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And that's the place I never want to be when I'm watching wrestling. No. I want to be furious or ecstatic. Really, that's the aim for me as a fan going into watching a show. If you think I understand, of- like the middle of the story doesn't need to blow my fucking mind, but. Yeah. I want something more than this. If you think of some of the stuff we cover on this pod, we either want it to be diabolical so it's funny or outstanding wrestling so yeah. it's really good. And this was very middle of the road. There was nothing that I came out of this going, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Van Damme, Hardy, great. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like um, someone's firm ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are great matches, but the, I think the biggest problem for me is that the last three weeks I've watched like, 10 G1 cards <laughs> and they've all been some of the best matches I've ever seen in my life yeah. so sitting down to watch like 2001 WWF was a bit like uh, it's alright isn't it you know but like yeah, yeah I wish the storyline was better that's my biggest thing yeah I think as a show it's it's not bad it's you know some good matches but yeah. it's unfortunately it's got the stink of the invasion angle all over it, it does. and 
That's a good storyline. <laughs> so uh, check out worldofwrestlingpodcast.com to find all the links to all the socials and everything. I'm, I'm Rich. I'm fanboy Rich. I always get my fucking handle wrong. Uh, fanboy Rich on Twitter and, and Insta something. At the Tex Williams, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There you go. Uh, I'm at Viva Willpower. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm sorry it was a bit no, rushed no, today. Was, we'll uh, have to do another one. We've got a bit more leisure time, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about we could cover the beginning of this story and the end of this story at some point in the future. So if you're around for doing it, you know. Survivor Series, yeah. Yes, sure. please. So buy a t-shirt on Amazon. Go to Amazon.com or on Code UK. They're only 15 quid or $20. That'll really help us out. And um, yeah, so you're going to be back for the Super Quiz Cup, hopefully. I hope so, yeah. We'll arrange that. Super Quiz Cup 3, which will be announced properly in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we'll do that. Great stuff. Excellent. Things. I'm very good at very um, words. Bad outro. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Bye. week. Ta-ra. Bye, everyone. Cameras everywhere. See you later. I've forgotten where the outro button is. <laughs> God. You had like a really good match and then the finishing move. <laughs> <laughs>